This segment of the Cliff Notes Podcast is sponsored by the Maryville Forum Sports Section. The Maryville Forum provides coverage of the Maryville, Platte Valley, Nottoway Valley, Worth County, and Northwest Missouri State football teams each week in print and digital. The Forum is proud to cover all sports for Maryville, Platte Valley, North Nottoway, Northeast Nottoway, Nottoway Valley High Schools, and Northwest Missouri State University. A year-long subscription to the Forum is only $35. Go to MaryvilleForum.com to get yours today. Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 6 pregame show, coming off their huge Week 5 win over Lafayette, Central looks to prepare for a road trip to Oak Park. Can the Indians keep the momentum going? Plus, the Irish look to rebound after that loss to Central, they have a road trip to Chillicothe. We'll preview both of those games and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 6 pregame show. And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 6 pregame show. This is our first segment. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. I am so excited to be with you guys over halfway through the regular season. We're going we're gonna to start off the episode. We're going to run down the scores from week five of the high school football season in a shootout and probably one of the most epic games in St. Joseph High School football history. The Central Indians pull an upset over the Lafayette Fighting Irish 63-56. The Indians with their first win of the season. The Irish with their first loss of the season. I truly believe you should go out and watch that ball game. It is still available on St. Joseph School District Sports Marketing Facebook page. Other scores include Savannah with a 27-0 shutout over Benton, Maryville with a 52-0 win over Cameron, and St. Pius with a shutout 40-0 over Chillicothe. Those are your scores from the city of St. Joseph in the M- in the MEC. We'll, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Clip Notes Podcast Week 6 pregame show. And welcome everybody here back to the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 6 pregame show. We're going to start off our Week 6 preview talking about a big game in the Suburban Red Conference as the Central Indians coming off their first win of the regular season. A monumental over two overtime victory over Lafayette. One overtime victory over Lafayette. 63-56 was the final score there. I tell you what, if you were in attendance for that ball game, boy, you were treated to an awesome ball game. Like I said on the intro there, if you haven't got a chance to watch the ball game yet, it is available on the St. Joseph School District Sports Marketing Facebook page. I would definitely recommend checking that out. But the Indians shift their focus from Lafayette to Oak Park. It is a road trip to North to North Kansas City for the Indians as they look to get their first league win in, in a couple years that should be a fun one there. Oak Park comes in to the season with the same record, 1-4 and four on the season. Oak Park owns a victory over Truman. That is their win of the season. We had an opportunity to speak with the head coach of the Central Indians, Reggie Trotter. We talked about this game against Lafayette and looked ahead to this week's matchup with the Northmen. Here's our conversation with Reggie Trotter. And we're here on the Cliff Dust Podcast. We are beginning the Week 6 pregame show. Here we are here with the head coach of the Central Indians, Reggie Trotter. Coach, welcome back. Thanks a lot for having me, Cliff. It's good to be back, man. 
Oh, absolutely. Coach, um, let's talk about last week's game. I would probably call it, a lot of people would probably call it an instant classic. Um, very, very high scoring. I think, you know, if you haven't got a chance to watch the game yet, definitely go on St. Joseph School District Sports Marketing and go check that out. 63-56, to 56, your Indians got your first win of the season, and you guys got it in unbelievable fashion over Lafayette. 63-56 to 56 was the score. Coach, just come walk us through the game. Sure. Um, you know, it was a back-and-forth battle for sure, and, and um, about the second and third quarter, it, it was not very much fourth. I mean, it was very much we were on our heels and, and swinging with all we could, and, and – uh, Lafayette kept pouring things on, man. They, they did a great job of scoring four times in about five plays. Uh, so defensively, we were not uh, clicking on all cylinders for sure on, on a few plays, but uh, our offense kept battling. You know, our offensive staff and our, our kids, they played well and, and they, they coached understanding what we needed to do and, and were in the right situations to give us opportunities. Um, you know, and then defensively, we found just enough at the end to be able to put some stops together and score 28 straight points to uh, to lead us to victory. So um, it, it was really it was really a great night. I was helping clean up at the end of the night and I was up in the bleachers walking down. I looked at the field and I was like, holy cow, this must have been an incredible game from this side of the fence. On the other side of the fence where I was, I was I needed some tums at the end of the game. man. I tell you what, because when you give up 56 points. That does not feel good as a defensive coach, but I was glad our kids kept fighting and battled to the end and came out with the win. Coach, let's talk about um, your being down 21, not just once, but twice, and just the the belief of your football team, you know, and um, maybe, maybe, you know, um, you know, maybe that belief may not be quite there. Maybe sometimes, you know, maybe the Indians, the Indians haven't won as many football games. I know as many as you would like, but um. Coach, talk about the belief and talk about the leadership of your football team to go down 21, not once, but twice, to go score and not only tie the game, but take the lead and ultimately ended up winning the game. You know, it was it was really uh, an eerie feeling in the fact that um, the energy was very high and, and not like over the top guys yelling and screaming or anything like that. Uh, but there was a lot more confidence on our sideline than I'd seen from us this fall. And that's something that uh, really made me feel good because our, our kids knew um, that we were good enough. We just had to go do it, you know, and we had to give stops and we had to make plays offensively. And, um, you know, and those guys really stood up and, and really took care of our, took care of each other and led us to victory, you know, and, and it didn't just come from seniors. You know, it came from juniors and sophomores and hell. I mean, our freshman, our freshman tailback ended up being the hot hand on the night. Uh, in a, in a three head monster rotation. And uh, we rode him quite a bit and, you know, 23 carries for like 200 yards and four touchdowns later, uh, he did a great job for us, you know I mean? But you, you look at that performance and not the, you know, that doesn't just over completely overshadow, but it's an also with stone Wetlaw for having an incredible day passing for 359 yards, uh, which surpassed, uh, Coach Dudek's son uh, from 1991. So, you know, that's pretty uh, impre- pretty impressive numbers there for those two kids, and they're just a junior and a freshman. Uh, our offensive line, you, you can't do any, either one of those things without our offensive line. So our kids were really dialed in and did what they had to do to get, you know, to get the job done. Uh, Coach, um, 
this week, you know, like you're coming off your first win of the season. Um, this week you're on a road trip to Oak Park to take on a suburban red conference foe of uh, coach. Um, what have you seen on film from the Northmen and what can we expect on the field on Friday? I think they're very similar to us. Uh, you know, they, they have a, they have the exact same record. Uh, they beat a Truman team. Um, that may be a little down this year. I'm not sure. Uh, Cause we obviously don't play those guys at all this year, but, um, but that was the, their only win. Uh, they played a very similar schedule to us playing some very talented teams uh, and have kind of been beat around a little bit. Um, but they also know they have the confidence that they beat us last year. You know, we couldn't get them stopped. Uh, I've watched that game over and over again. So I'm, I'm really trying to focus in our guys to yes, feel very confident, but not overly. So we got to make sure we're, we're putting in the work to earn one and know this week. And that's something that we always talk about. Well, coach again, congratulations on the big victory on Friday night. Um, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast and a, uh, Good luck to you and your boys this week against Oak Park. Sounds great. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. That was the head coach of the Central Indians, Reggie Trotter, there on that interview. We're going to start preview games now in the Midland Empire Conference. This is going to be a big one in the MEC. This is a big game for Lafayette. Lafayette on the road against Chillicothe. The Irish are 4-1 and one on the regular season off that loss to Central. They are still undefeated in the MEC with a 2-0 record, while Chillicothe is 1-2 in the MIAA, coming off a 40-0 loss to St. Pius. So, I know the Hornets and I know the Irish, both teams are going to want a victory. They're wanting to rebound off last week. This is a huge game for Lafayette. How do you respond after giving up a 21-point lead in the third quarter? I think Coach Schroyer is going to definitely have his guys ready for that ball game. You know Coach Smith there at Chillicothe, he's going to have his boys ready. Which one gives? We had an opportunity to speak with the head coach of the Irish, Ryan Schroyer, about all that in our in our Week 6 podcast interview. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are continuing on with our Week 6 pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Lafayette Fighting Irish, Ryan Schroyer, is with us. Coach, how are you? I'm great, Clifton. How you doing, brother? I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Friday Night Football's around the corner, so I'm definitely ready to get at it. But, um... Before we talk about this week's game, let's talk about last week. Um, Coach, unfortunately, um, your Lafayette Fighting Irish suffered their first loss of the regular season and probably what would be called around the city an instant classic, one of the most memorable games in the city in a long time. Unfortunately, um, you guys came out on the wrong end of that. Um, Coach, um, just um, just your, your thoughts on that ball game on Friday. Our kids played hard. Um congrats to central um we were one play away multiple times uh from finishing out that win and um not the kids fault i'll take the blame for that 100 percent. and um you know whenever whenever something bad happens it's my fault whenever something good happens it's to the kids credit and that's how i am and that's how i was i will always be so absolutely, definitely, um, definitely hats off. Uh, not only hats off to the Central Indians, but hats off to your Lafayette Fighting Irish for a great football game on Friday. But coach, you're going to get an opportunity to rebound um, a road trip to Chillicothe to take on the Hornets in a, in a tough MEC matchup. Um, coach, um, 
What have you seen on film from Chillicothe? And uh, what can we expect from the game on Friday? Chillicothe's a great team. They are, uh, in my opinion, a MEC contender. They're right up there with the top teams in the MEC. Um, they may have lost to St. Pius and Maryville, but uh, both those teams are incredibly good. Um, Chillicothe's back to their, root, their roots, back to um, their old offense and uh, playing smash mouth football. And they fire off low, they fire off hard, and uh, they – they know what they want to do and it's their homecoming. Um, they will have a lot of advantages on their side. And, um, honestly, I think it's going to be a great football game. I think, I think we will score some points and, um, I think that they will compete at a high level and it should be, should be a great football game. Absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Definitely one of the top matches in the MEC this week. Uh, Coach, uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. Uh, good luck to you and your boys on Friday against Chillicothe. Thanks, Cliff, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Coach Ryan Troyer of the Lafayette Fighting Irish for joining us here on the podcast. Next game that we're going to be talking about is Maryville on the road at Bitten Spoofhounds coming off their most complete game of the regular season, a 52 to nothing win over Cameron. I know Spoofhounds is about the time of the season where they may start getting it going here. A road trip to Bitten, they're going to be looking to get it going there while the Cardinals are going to be looking to get win number two on the regular season. We had an opportunity to talk to the head coach of the Maryville Spoofhounds, Matt Webb, with our weekly talk about Spoofhound football. We talked about last week's game against Cameron and a look ahead to the road trip to St. Joe. Here's our interview with Coach Matt Webb right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are continuing on with our week six pregame show. We are here with our weekly conversation with the head coach of the Maryville Spoofhounds. That would be Matt Webb. Coach, how are you? Doing great. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Coach. Um, your team coming off a um, 52 to six win over Cameron. Um, you guys held their the Dragons to 54 yards of total offense. Um, coach or total yards, Coach. Um, just give us a um, an assessment on your guys' Week Five victory. Well, you know it was. Uh, I, I was very pleased with the way we we came out and 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 won a game at home. You know it was. Uh, you know, we were able to, I don't know where you got your score, but um, the actual score was um, uh, 52 to nothing. Um, and so for our, our defense to be able to get a, get a shutout, um, I think is, those are always hard to do. And, and you know, we, we really came out in the first half and, and thought we um, just did a really good job stopping them from, a, from when they were on offense and really fit the run game. You know, our goal was to really make them one-dimensional and um, take away their, their run game. And we talked about how, you know, complicated their, their scheme and, and fitting stuff could be. So we had a good week of practice. I thought we fit the run game really well. And our offense really executed. You know, we were able to sustain drives and, and um, go up 49 nothing at halftime and then um, had an opportunity to work our uh, freshman uh, kicker in the uh, third quarter. And um, so it was a night where a lot of guys got to play. Played uh, The second half was played by our JV and freshmen. So, um, again, I thought we did well and, and um, very good win. Happy for would us. You, 
would you say this is probably your most complete uh, your most complete game all around the entire season so far? Well, we won fifty two to nothing, so yes. Absolutely. Um well coach, um you get an opportunity to, to um good on the road to go five hundred on the year. A road trip to St. Joe to take on Bitten this week. Um coach, uh, what have you seen from the Cardinals and what can we expect on Friday? Well, you know, Benton, we didn't get to play him last year because of COVID. And um, so we haven't seen them in two years. And, um, you know, it, it's it's very similar style offensive plays. You know, they, they you know, Coach Keaton kind of bases out of the wing tee system. And um, so, you know, we we need to rep that all week. And, and um, we know how complicated that can be. Um, so we've got to do a good job of, um, you know, getting ourselves lined up defensively to what they do and, um, you know, be able to, you know, stop them. They, they've got some really good talent. Um, and, um, you know, they've, they've played, you know, a, a difficult schedule with the likes of Lincoln College Prep and, and some other guys on their schedule. So um, they're, they're kind of struggling a little bit. But at the same time, you know, we, we, we haven't won a game, you know, on the road this year. So um, we're going to need to focus on that and, and go out and win a game on the road, go to St. Joe Friday night and, and get a win and come home. Coach, I appreciate you every single week for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for uh, coming on, and uh, good luck to you and your boys against Benton. Thank you, Clifton. Have a great week. Thank you so much, Coach Matt Webb, for coming on the podcast. Once again, uh, my apologies. I got the score wrong there in that interview. Um, it was 52 to nothing, Maryville, over Cameron. That's what happens when you don't look at your score sheet you made on Friday night, and you just go off You go off another source there. It happens. Um Plenty of opportunities to get better this week. Definitely apologize on that. Definitely will be looking for more accuracy here on the podcast. Next game, we're going to be moving on to it's homecoming in Cameron as the Dragons are going to be looking to get their second win of the season and look at a rebound off a four-game losing streak. They got Savannah coming to town. Savage is coming off a 27-0 shutout win over Benton. They're going to be looking to go 500 on the regular season. We had an opportunity to talk to both head coaches, and we're going to kick that off talking to Savannah head coach, Kevin Kopecki. And we're here on the Cliff Dust Podcast. We are continuing on with our week six pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Savannah Savages, Kevin Kopecki, is kind enough to join us again. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Clifton? I'm doing great. Um, coach, um, I would say probably this might be your most complete game of the football season, a 27 to nothing win overbitten you guys got a shutout you guys scored some points on the offensive end um coach just um walk us through the game on friday night yeah like you said i think it is our most complete game and uh we played well on both sides of the ball special teams played well again you know some a lot of people kind of forget about that area of the game but it's really important and for the first time this season some of our younger kids got to get in you know third quarter and fourth quarter a little bit which i, I was happy about that as well so um yeah it was a good night for us and uh, we played well Absolutely, that's definitely that's definitely a good way to do it, Coach. Uh, that that puts your record right now at two and three. You're going to have an opportunity to go 500 on the season. A road trip to Cameron on Friday night to take on the Dragons. I know the Dragons are going to be itching to try to get a W on the board, um, Coach. Um, what have you seen on film from Cameron, and what can we expect on Friday? Yeah, you know they're a good football team. You know we we never look at records around here, and whoever we're playing, they, especially in this area in the MEC they got you got to give the team your undivided attention it doesn't matter it's kind of a a little bit of a trap game you know I don't want our kids peeking and thinking that you know just because they've only won one game and lost four we're not much better than that on paper I feel like we have a pretty good football team and I bet Cameron feels that way too um I know they're young I know coach Wallace and the staff do a good job 
We've been impressed with a couple of their running backs, a young man by the name of Hurst. And uh, they're going to be, it's going to be a competitive game. I guarantee you that. Yeah, it should be a fun one at Dave Goodwin Field, um, Coach. Um, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast. And uh, good luck to you and your boys during practice the rest of the week. And good luck to you guys on Friday at Cameron. I appreciate it. Thanks. A great time of year, Cliff. <laughs> That was Savannah Savage head coach Kevin Kopecki on that interview. We also did have an opportunity, as I mentioned, to talk to the head coach of the Cameron Dragons, Jeff Wallace. We talked about last week's loss to Maryville and keys to the game on how the Dragons could get it done against Savannah. Here's our interview with Cameron Dragon head coach Jeff Wallace. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We're still continuing on with our week six pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Cameron Dragons, Jeff Wallace. Coach, how are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Um, coach, um, another tough go for your boys this last week against in Maryville. Um, 52 nothing was the score. Um, coach, um, just give us your assessment on the game. Well, you know they're a good football team. They're a lot better than we are. Um, you know it just was a was a, and I think a little bit was that we just we just have a heck of a time mentally with with Maryville and. You know, I thought when our first game with them last year, we 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 beaten that and we got over that a little bit, and uh, and and then we you know, we get through the playoffs, and it was a little bit of a problem there last year up their place, and and then I just you know you just kind of saw it. We were just a little bit different group of young men, I'm afraid, out there, and uh, and you know they they had a lot to do with that too because they were they were just a lot better than we were, you know, position by position. They're athletic, they're very very strong, and they were chafing a little bit. They got beat at the Hound Pound last week by Pius and. Uh, they came out pretty darn excited. Well, Coach, uh, you're going to have an opportunity ready for your boys to come out excited this week. Um, a home game on your guys' schedule against Savannah this week. Um, Coach, just um, give us your thoughts on what you've seen from the Savages and um, what can we expect on Friday? Well, you know, they're, they're again, they're a good team, too. Uh, you know, they've got a little bit of size up front, and they do some pretty good things. Um, you know, they'll throw the heck out of that ball, spread you out a little bit, and, you know, defensively they run the ball, you know, really, really well. So it's another, it's another one, it's just the MEC time. It's another one of those deals where, you know, you better be ready to go. And regardless of what your situation is, you got to find a plan that works and allows you to be competitive. And, and, you know, that's basically what we're trying to get done. Well, Coach, definitely another big MEC game. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, thank you so much every single week for coming on the podcast and taking your time to talk Dragon football with me. Um, Thank you so much, Coach, and uh, good luck to you boys in practice, and good luck to you guys on Friday against Savannah. Hey, appreciate it, Cliff. Thank you, buddy. That was Cameron Dragon Head Coach Jeff Loss. Remember, Savannah and Cameron homecoming at Dave Goodwin Field on Friday night. That is all for the conference schedule. The only other game involving MEC teams is a non-conference game as St. Pius the 10th takes on St. James Academy. The Thunder of St. James Academy were the Class 4A state champions in 2020 this season. They're off to an 0-4 start. They lost a ton of talent off that, 2000, off that 2020 state championship team. Well, St. Pius, they're 5-0 on the season, chucking along. They're ranked in the top five in Class 3. That should be a good one there. If you're in the Kansas City area, that game will be on Spectrum Sports, Kansas City. That is it for Segment 1 of the Week 6 pregame show. On Segment 2, we talk about the big Midbuck hamilton game coming up. And plus, we hear from East Buchanan coach Dan Ritter. All that and so much more on our second segment of the Week 6 pregame show. But until then, take care, everybody.